We get a lot of questions from listeners and people that we meet with. And one thing I've found is that there's a basket of questions that tend to get repeated, maybe a little differently by lots of different people. But one of those questions may be one that's on your mind. And that's why we love to bring to the show some of the top retirement questions. And the answers could save your retirement. So you won't want to miss this special edition of the Retirement Income Show. Welcome to the Retirement Income Show with Michael Eastam, where we're building your tomorrow. Powered by the Retirement Income Source and brought to you by Fellowship Financial. Be prepared to hear ideas, concepts, and strategies that may challenge the way you were taught to think about saving and investing for retirement. It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to it. Now, here's this week's Retirement Income Show, where we're building your tomorrow with your host, Michael Eastham. Welcome, everyone. I'm Michael Eastham here with my good friend and co-host, Dave Stearns. Together, we are hosting the Retirement Income Show. Thanks for joining us for another exciting chapter of the Retirement Income Show, where it truly is all about the income. Well, we're regularly asked questions about retirement, and there's so many subtle distinctions and personal situations, but the themes are very similar. Whether it's about social security, estate planning, investment strategies, they all have an impact on your ability to accomplish your goals and dreams in retirement. And that's why taking some time to share some of those questions can help you plan for a successful retirement. So let's get right into it. One of the first questions that we've gotten many times, and I'm sure this is the same with you, Dave, is someone that asks, I'm behind the eight ball with saving for retirement. What are some of the things that I can do to get caught up before I retire? Well, that is a great question. And I do hear that one a lot. And, you know, I think I would have to issue a big caution. And that is, I don't really know how old Casey is necessarily and how many years he's got left or they've got left before they retire. But one of the tempting things to do is to ramp up risk to try to get more return in a shorter period of time. And I don't know about you, but I didn't bring my crystal ball today to our recording. And I don't know if Casey or you've got one either. And if we had one, it would help. So I think the thing I want to say, Michael, is just I don't want our listeners to get antsy about that and take too much unnecessary risk. They got to keep a level head. But one of the things they could really consider doing uh, is reducing some expenses, painfully so, in order to set some more money aside quicker in the remaining years that they have. That's one of the first things that comes to my mind. What about you, Michael? Yeah. And another thing that I find is when people ask that question, that typically means that they haven't really been participating in their company 401k plan. And this is a lost gem for some people. And what is so important is that if your employer has a matching contribution, well, you need to take advantage of that. I mean, shoot, even if it's just 3%, that's a 3% bonus that's free money to you. And that means that if, let's say you're making $100,000 and you're contributing $9,000 to your 401k, then your employer is putting $9,000 into your account as well. That's $9,000 of free money. That's 100% return on that nine grand that you're contributing. So don't miss out on that free money opportunity. Well, on the other thing I would say, that is powerful. And and let's assume they're doing that. And 
Sometimes people are not as far behind as they think. What happens is, is, you know, as people get within five years of landing the retirement plane, it's kind of like many of them feel like they're flying in the clouds and they know there's a runway down there somewhere, but they can't really see the gauges. And so I think meeting with a good financial advisor, a fiduciary that really focuses in on retirement, one of the things that I love to do is to try to bring the gauges into clear focus. And what I mean by that is I'd love to meet with this individual and say, hey, let's look at your social security statement. Let's see what it is. Let's look at what your net paychecks are every month and let's see what it really takes to live on. Let's see where you're at with your accumulation and let's see what else you know we can put together and let's begin to see. And sometimes people are not as far off as they realize. And so hopefully that would be encouraging for some of our listeners today. I think if like you just described, you know, you put that picture of the instruments in the airplane. When I look in the cockpit of an airplane, it's overwhelming. And for a lot of people who just do their jobs every single day and they think about retirement, well, the concept of retirement can be like looking at that instrument panel in the cockpit of the plane. It's overwhelming, but it's not for the pilot, right? Right. And so like you described for a good financial advisor that has a view of the entire picture, We can help you to navigate those and set the instruments in the right place. I'm glad you brought that up, Dave, because making sure that you put all those pieces together, tie them up in a bow and present it in a good way, it takes a lot of pressure off a typical retiree. So if you've got questions about whether you're behind the eight ball or whether you're in a good place for retirement, we got a great solution to help you pull all those pieces together. And we call it our retirement risk review. And we make it real easy for you to get set up for that free retirement risk review. Just call 844-308-4861. That's Fellowship Financial at 844-308-4861. And we'll schedule that free retirement risk review with you to help pull all the pieces together in retirement, give you a good vision for what that path to a stress-free retirement looks like for you. So take advantage of it. That retirement risk review, 844-308-4861, or go to fellowshipfinancial.com. Thanks for being with us here on the Retirement Income Show. I'm Michael Easton here with my good friend, Dave Stearns, and together we are hosting this exciting episode on the top retirement questions right here on the Retirement Income Show. Well, Dave, here's another question from one of our listeners. Anthony says, my wife and I have been considering downsizing our house, but with mortgage rates at 7%, it's getting very expensive. We could pay cash, but I hate to give up that much money if it's not necessary. Any suggestions on how we could think this through? Well, one of the things that we always look at is, well, what's the source of that money? You know, people have different perspectives on borrowing money for a mortgage or things like that, or even having debt in retirement. And ideally, it's a better situation for you if you don't have debt in retirement. But some of the issues about whether to have a mortgage is really your comfort level. Do you have the cash flow to support it? Does it make sense? And Anthony's right. I mean, you look at mortgage rates today relative to where they were just a couple of years ago, 7%, maybe you can get a lower 6% 30-year mortgage rate, but that's double what it was just a couple of years ago. So that's hard for people to swallow. And writing a big check depends on where that money's coming from. You know, if you're writing a check out of an after-tax account, like a joint brokerage account, not so much from the tax standpoint. But if you're thinking about taking money out of your IRA, you better watch it because that could be a big tax bomb. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. That would be a big mistake to do that. Yeah. There's a lot of factors here. I wish we could get these folks uh, live and ask them some more questions. I mean, what we don't know is what other kind of accumulation he has. And what you pointed out is some really good stuff. The other thing I'm thinking of, though, is he used a key word, which is downsizing. So, you know, there's a trade-off between, you know, maybe locking in on a, a higher mortgage rate than he had. But my understanding is, is he would be downsizing. So when I hear that, I think, wow, what if he could sell his house at 1.2 million and he ends up buying the house at 600,000? So now all of a sudden he's freed up some extra cash that could be used to generate income in retirement. So, you know, you got to kind of weigh that out because that might offset the higher interest rate and he could still come out ahead. So a lot of factors there, Michael. Yeah. That's pretty much all I've got thinking about. Anthony, what about you? I was just going to say one other thing is the downsizing key is kind of an oxymoron in today's environment because market values have gone up so much all over the country. And I've seen situations where, like you said, you know, maybe you're selling your house for a million or a million two and you're downsizing, but the house you're downsizing into is a million or a million two. Right. So it's very difficult to do that. And you're thinking less house, it's going to cost me the same amount of money. And why would I want to go through that trouble? So some of it just has to do with what's going on in your mind. Some of it has to do with what's going on with your finances. And does it make sense, certainly financially, to get a mortgage when you don't necessarily need to? And that's a sleep number question. Can you sleep at night if you have a mortgage? Some people absolutely can. I've had situations where somebody, they got a $20,000 balance left on their mortgage and they don't want to have the mortgage. So they just pay it off. Other people are like, no way. If I write a check for 20 grand to the bank, now I don't control that $20,000. You see? So some of it has to do with individual situations and their perspectives on a mortgage to begin with. Well, if you've got questions about whether you should have a mortgage or have any debt in retirement or how to get out of debt before you retire, I want to make sure that you understand that retirement risk review that I've talked about earlier in the program is a great tool that we can use to help you make sure that you're on the right track for the stress-free retirement. So reach out to Fellowship Financial at 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. We'll schedule a retirement risk review. We'll help map out the roadmap to your stress-free retirement, and we'd love to do it. So call us. 844-308-4861 and schedule that retirement risk review today. Well, thanks again for being with us here on the Retirement Income Show. I'm Michael Easton here with Dave Stearns and together we are hosting this episode of the Retirement Income Show where we're touching on the top retirement questions. Thanks so much for being with us. Well, Dave, this is a question we get more and more frequently in our office and it is, are you a fiduciary? And this is one where I feel like a lot of people, they're a little bit confused about it. What about you? How do you handle that question? Well, you know, the F word is a big word today. It's a big word <laughs> in our industry. <laughs> and, sure uh, is. You know, you might remember Barbara Mandrell had that song, I Was Country Before Country Was Cool. I know that shows my age, Michael, but I love to <laughs> tell people, you know, Michael and I, we were fiduciaries before being a fiduciary was cool. You know, it's a buzzword, but at the end of the day, It's a big deal in retirement because, you know, if you're working with an advisor who's a broker, at the end of the day, he or she is getting compensated for buying and selling and trading. And it 
appears to be that that could be a conflict of interest. A fiduciary, on the other hand, has no incentive to buy and sell and trade other than they want to make sure your portfolio is moving in the right direction, meaning they get paid a fee to manage your money. And it kind of puts them on the same side of the table as you as a consumer. And they're held to a much higher standard, Michael, as far as making sure that every ounce of advice is never to be construed as in their best interest, but only in our listeners' best interest. Yeah, I think the key there is working on your client's behalf. And as a CPA, personally, and personal financial specialist, as well as being a registered investment advisor, that requires that we look out for the best interests of our clients first. And that's the key. You want somebody who's sitting on the same side of the table with you to help you make informed decisions about one of the biggest deals in your life. And that is how to manage your finances when you don't have a paycheck coming in anymore. And so being a fiduciary is something that we take very seriously. And you know, the reality is we both worked hard to get these licenses. I'm not going to screw it up by giving bad or faulty advice or something that's just in my best interest. Michael Easton here with Dave Stearns. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Retirement Income Show, where today we're tackling some of the top retirement questions that can affect you as you try to plan for retirement. And if you missed any of this program, we make it real easy for you to get caught up. All you need to do is go to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Click on the radio show tab and you can listen to this or any other archived episode of the Retirement Income Show on your calendar. Michael, you had me a little nervous. I had to go get a cup of coffee. All I could I don't know why. Some of our listeners living <laughs> under a bridge. Now you talked about if they get this answer to this next question wrong, that could be them. What in the heck are you thinking about? What question do you have on the table? Well, first of all, I don't want any of our listeners to have to worry about living under a bridge in retirement. That's the whole purpose of this program, Dave. But Kate threw out a question, and this is one that is very similar to some that we get. She says, if if I don't plan to retire, should I look at my investments differently than if I'm planning to retire? I love what I do, and I have the ability to keep doing it well into my later years if I choose to. So my response there is, Kate, that's an excellent position to be in. But listen, you don't know what you don't know. Things can change, and you need to be prepared for that. People think that, okay, everything's going to be fine and rosy, and then all of a sudden, you wake up one day and something's changed, and suddenly you need to look at your career differently, even if you plan to work until you're in your 90s. doesn't always happen that way, so you need to be prepared for it. And whether it's economic, whether it's your health, or whether it's just the environment. You know, I've had lots of situations where people love what they do until they don't, right? Suddenly, it's a different environment at work, and now you're stuck in a position that you need to look at your money a little bit differently. And it may be too late if you wait that long. Yeah, that's really true. You know, Kate has done a great job. She's kind of almost won the race of retirement, it sounds like. But I think about, you know, Kate's coming out of the fourth turn. She's on the straightaway. She sees the finish line. And at this point, what we want to make sure doesn't happen to Kate is that she trips up. And that's kind of what you're referring right. to. And the reality is, is there's some things that Kate can't control. And that would be the stock market. And the reality is, is that, you know, the stock market could trip up Kate's retirement in the last three to five years. And so what I want Kate to really think about is, is when she does retire, those paychecks that she enjoys, those are going to be a thing of the past. And so all of a sudden, 
it's down to whatever sources of income, like Social Security, maybe she has a small pension, but her nest egg is the difference between her living under a bridge or not. And so what I want to think about is Wall Street, Michael, is not helpful to Kate because Wall Street will continue to tell Kate, stay invested the same way in those five years before retirement and the 25 years after retirement that you've always been invested. And I'm saying, time out, Hoss. That doesn't work because her paychecks are gone. (laughs) And if all of a sudden Kate is pulling money out of her portfolio to live on, because she should, that's why she has it, and the markets are going down, Michael, describe for our listeners why that's a big problem. Yeah, great. Here's the picture. Kate is 68 years old. She's loving her job. And then all of a sudden, she doesn't. She decides, hey, I want to retire. However, she's invested the same way she was when she was in her 20s and 30s using mutual funds or common stocks. Not only that, but the economy is not in her favor, right? The market dropped by 40%. So if she had a million dollars saved up for retirement, now all of a sudden she only has $600,000. Think about the level of confidence that you have when you see a million dollars, right? You're comfortable. You got an idea. You're like, I'm at the top of my game. And then all of a sudden, now you're thinking, I want to retire. But guess what? You lost 40% of your value. So you only have $600,000. Now you're rethinking your decision. Can I really retire? It's a totally different thing. Now, if Kate had taken that million bucks, shifted it from common stocks and mutual funds to individual bonds or preferred stocks or other income-based investments that pay interest and dividends, and she had a steady stream of interest and dividends, well, now she's got confidence in the income that could replace her salary. That right there is the key difference for someone like Kate. So if you've got questions about your retirement, if you're ready for retirement, or how do you get ready for retirement? then we want you to take advantage of our retirement risk review that we offer absolutely free to our listeners. All you need to do is call Fellowship Financial at 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. Or you can go online to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com and schedule that free retirement risk review. We'll talk to you about your situation will help you to identify that roadmap to a stress-free retirement so that we can keep you from having to worry about living under a bridge in your retirement. So take a minute now, call 844-308-4861 and schedule that complimentary retirement risk review with Fellowship Financial Group today. Well, thanks again for being with us here on the Retirement Income Show. I'm Michael Easton here with Dave Stearns and together we are talking about the top retirement questions that we get from our listeners. Thanks so much for being with us. Well, Michael, that was incredible to think about what would happen to Kate's retirement, the tripping up, the stumbling right before the finish line, watching a million turn into 600,000. You know, what's interesting is, is when you're accumulating money, Michael, and you get to 600,000, it feels like more money than you ever had because it is. But in the case of Kate, when right before retirement, your one million drops to 600,000. Wow, that's a bad feeling. But I also want to talk about before we go to another question is now that we got Kate retired, let's say she doesn't reduce her risk. She stays still invested like she was when she's accumulating. And now instead of putting money in, you know, I want our listeners to remember when they're putting money in during retirement, 
they're doing something called dollar cost averaging. They put a little bit in every month in their 401ks or IRAs. And when the markets go down, it's helpful because they buy more and more shares on sale. That's how you build wealth. Now let's go to Kate. She's retired. She figures out what her income gap is. And now she's withdrawing $2,000 a month, Michael. And she's withdrawing the same amount of month as opposed to putting it in. What happens to her principal when the markets go down and she's pulling money out? What's that like? Well, Dave, you talked about a term called dollar cost averaging. And the nice thing about dollar cost averaging is it's it's very helpful, as you mentioned, because when the market goes down, you can buy more shares. You can buy more shares with the same dollars as when the market was up higher. Well, the reverse is not true. You see, when you're in retirement, if you're in things that you have to sell in order to generate income, and if the market's down by 50%, well, guess what? You have to sell shares in order to generate income. And if the market's down by 50%, you have to sell twice as many shares at the bottom of the market as you do when the market was up at its peak. That means that you're liquidating principal, you're cannibalizing your principal. And I can tell you this, you do that too much too soon and you may end up under the bridge. You may end up running out of money before you run out of life. And I'll tell you right now, that's the biggest fear that people have as it relates to their retirement. It's no longer fear of death. It's fear of running out of money before they run out of life. And reverse dollar cost averaging can be one of the biggest ways to get you in that ugly boat if you step out and you're still in the same position, you're still invested the same way as you were when you were 20 or 30 years old. Yeah, that's a big problem. And it doesn't seem like a traditionally trained Wall Street-based advisor even gets what you're talking about. And that's right. uh, really, really unfortunate. So let's talk about what can Kate do different? I mean, when we're talking about reducing risk and increasing income, there's really an entire world of income generating investments that we could leave our listeners thinking about today on the Retirement Income Show that they could begin investing in. Where do you want to start? Well, it's simple. I mean, really, first of all, you need to make sure that you understand that there is a different way to think about it. Wall Street kind of treats all investments the same in one sense. And what we want to make sure that people realize is that when you approach retirement, income is king. Like you like to say a lot, Dave, income right. is king. And interest and dividends are the way that you can generate income because it's a renewable resource. So there's nine or 10 different investment vehicles, whether they're individual bonds or fixed annuities or preferred stocks or value stocks or even BDCs and REITs and many other things that are designed more to generate income. And that income is what gives you the confidence that you're not going to run out of money. It gives you the peace of mind, gives you the ability to understand your paychecks are coming in month after month after month, even when your salary is gone. So if you have questions about how to set up your retirement strategy so that you don't run out of money or you don't have to worry about it, well, then the best way that I can encourage you to do that is to reach out to Fellowship Financial at 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. Schedule that free retirement risk review with us today. And we'll put you on the calendar and help you get on the road to the stress-free retirement. That's 844-308-4861. Or just go to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Schedule your retirement risk review today. Well, we're so glad you've joined us here on the Retirement Income Show. I'm Michael Easton. 
here together with Dave Stearns, where we're hosting the Retirement Income Show, talking about the top retirement questions. Thanks for being with us. Well, Dave, as we round out the program here, I want to hit on one other question because this is really interesting. Christine asks, I'm 63. My husband is 65. We both want to retire in two years when I hit 65. How much do we need in savings to retire comfortably? Well, I love the spirit of this question, but I hate the wording. The wording's deceptive because there is a distinction between a balance and income. Most people think they need to have a magic number in the savings balance to retire comfortably. When I say it's all about the income and how much income you need, isn't that right, Dave? Yeah, boy, that is so true. And I think our industry, again, has kind of duped people into that magic number, but you can't take that 1.2 million into Publix and buy groceries. That's right. So I think you're exactly right. They've got to be thinking more along the lines of, How much can that portfolio generate in income? And I'm back to Kate now. Think about it. Kate's retired with a million dollars, let's say. What I'd like to say to our listeners, would this be a win for Kate? Would this be a win for you if Kate could confidently get $55,000 to $60,000 a year from her portfolio and her advisor wouldn't have to sell any shares to get it to her? So let's say, Michael, 10 years later, she harvested $600,000 from her $1 million and no shares were sold. Therefore, Kate is still having a balance of near a million. It could be 1.1. It could be 900. We don't know what those original shares would be priced at. But my question to our listeners is, would that be a win? And you know what, Michael? I think they're all saying, yeah, that would be a resounding win. That is what you're talking about and how you're answering Christine's question today. You're dead on. And it's all about the confidence of knowing that you're going to get a paycheck next month. And when you're looking at the balance, you don't have that confidence because it could be up or down. When you have the interest in dividends or the dependable income, then it becomes a totally different level of confidence that you're going to accomplish the goals that you have in your retirement. Well, Dave, it happened so fast. But once again, we are out of time on this episode of the Retirement Income Show. I'm Michael Easton. Thanks so much for being with us. Make it an amazing week with the ones you love. And we'll be back again soon with another episode of the Retirement Income Show. That's all the time we have for today. To speak with Michael Eastham off the air, call 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. And for more information about Fellowship Financial, visit us online at fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Retirement Income Show. The opinions expressed on this radio show are based upon information considered reliable, but should not be relied upon as such. Information presented is for educational purposes only. Moreover, no listener should assume any discussions or information presented serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice or from any other investment professional and is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Advisory services offered through Fellowship Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Fellowship Financial and Fellowship Investment Advisors, LLC, are affiliated entities.